Straight Ahead in association with the 606 Club, bringing you the best in jazz every Wednesday evening from 10.
And a very good Wednesday evening to you. Welcome to Straight Ahead, brought to you along with the 606 Club and me, David Lewis. You've got me now through until midnight, two hours of great jazz. Many thanks indeed to Colin. And of course, he'll be back with you here on Solar next Wednesday evening from eight. So it's a Duke Ellington composition that got us going this week, uh, played for us by one of the finest uh, institutions that we have, NIJO, the National Youth Jazz Orchestra, from their 2012 set called The Change. And we just listened to Caravan, featuring the amazing drum work of Scott Chapman. And it is an interview week during uh, this series of interviews that we're going to be calling now Keeping Musicians Live. Obviously, during their enforced layoff at the moment, I'm trying to get somebody on each week. And this week, I sat down with Tony Kofi, and it's a really, really inspirational story. And we're going to have two parts of that interview. The first part will be before 11 o'clock. Carrying on right now, though, I thought it was rather appropriate somehow, being that it was the first day of April, this is Ella Fitzgerald. Thank you. April in Paris, chestnuts in blossom, holiday tables under the trees. April in Paris, this is a feeling no one can in blossom holiday tables under the trees April in Paris this is a feeling no one can ever Yeah! 
First of several live recordings we got on Straight Ahead tonight, that was Ella live at Newport in 1957 and of course April in Paris. So I mentioned we've got Tony Kofi in interview during the course of the show this evening. We're going to be talking about his brand new album called Another Kind of Soul and one of the big influences around that album was the body of work of Cannonball Adley and we've got plenty of Cannonball through the show as well and some of, the, some of Tony's other favourites. But carrying on right now with a track from an album that we were playing just before Christmas actually, the Gaz Hughes Sextet. If you remember he's got an album out called Plays Art Blicky and this is One by One.
through Wednesday evening here on Straight Ahead. That was the Gaz Hughes Sextet and One by One. So before 11 o'clock, we're going to hear the first part of our interview with Tony Kofi and indeed the first track from his album, Another Kind of Soul. And we'll also be hearing from Ben Webster. But next, another one of our live recordings on the show this week. I said we've got quite a number. And this is from Buddy Rich. It's our bit of Buddy this week from the final recordings, the Just In Time album and Loose. <laughs>
an album that we had Kathy Rich on talking about a few months ago. It's the Just In Time album, the final recordings. And that was Buddy's Bit this week and Loose. So as I mentioned, we are going to be playing a fair bit of Cannibal Adderley through the show this week. And the first of those tracks is coming up right now, actually. And it was the first album that I added to my collection of Cannibal many, many, many years ago. I'm not going to say how many. Live at the Lighthouse in 1960. And here is Blue Daniel. Thank you. 
from the uh, Live at the Lighthouse album and Cannonball Adderley. So that brings us nicely around to the first part of our interview with Tony Kofi. It's a series of interviews that we're running on Straight Ahead called Keeping Musicians Live. Obviously their livelihood has kind of been taken away from them for the time being. So I thought what we do on the show is get them on and make sure we know what's going to be coming up when things get back to normal, which they surely will do soon enough. So here's the first part of our interview with Tony Kofi. Straight Ahead, every Wednesday from 10pm with London's leading music venue, The 606 Club. And I mentioned a little bit earlier on this evening that we were going to be chatting with Tony Kofi. Tony, good evening. Hey, good evening. How are you doing? I'm really well. And it's, uh, well, I don't know if I should say, how are you? <laughs> how are things? Oh, gosh. Yeah, well, you know, it's... Um, kind of the plug got pulled on you, didn't bit, it? Oh, completely. Uh, it's very, very trying times, actually, because... Um, you know, we had all these dates in and, um, you know, um, it was quite an extensive lot of dates that we, we were about to do. And obviously the album launch and you know, the album that, yeah. coming out, you know, it's it's just come at a really bad time. Mm. But, hey, that's life. And, you know, as musicians, you know, we've we got to be prepared for these things, you know, but the, the album is still being released. So I know you had a, a whole load of dates that were lined up, of course, in keeping with the release of the album, which, and the album we're talking about is Tony's tribute to Cannibal Ladley, which is called Another Kind of Soul. And it's going to be released in April, I believe you said. Yes, yeah. April the 24th. And that's yes. going ahead as planned on vinyl and as a digital download. Yeah. So it's no excuse not to get it. So, so mm -hmm. I mean, Cannibal, I assume, was a big influence on you, right? And did, was he one of the first sax men that you heard? Well, one of the first I heard was Charlie Parker, you know, uh, and Charlie, um, Charlie Parker was like my main go-to person uh, as far as the instrument was concerned. But then, you know, a couple of years later, here in Cannibal Adley, that was a game changer for me. It's, it really it's, did it for me. It's, it's, if you're lucky, you find that one person that just resonates with you, don't you? Just connects the yes, dots for you. It, yes. I mean, for me with Cannibal, it was, first of all, his sound. His sound, that robust sound and that joyous sound. It sounded like um music from the church mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. uh and it really just big and vibrant and i just like i just went to it like you know, I, 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 was, I, I was drawn to it he was like the pied piper and i was like you know one of his followers so yeah so before we get into talking more extensively about the album what was your introduction to music did you come from a musical family or were you a piano boy as so many were to start no, with or? no 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 I, I, I didn't even do music in school you know because uh, <laughs> uh i wasn't as, as they told me i wasn't good enough to do it no. so uh I, I didn't do music all through school mm -hmm. um and basically when I left school, I decided that I really wanted to, you know, I really wanted to play, but I, at, the, at the time I didn't know what instrument. And then, you know, I, I heard something. I, I don't know what it was. I think I heard, um, uh, see, someone asked me that the other day and I said, you know what, John Handy, I, I think hard work. that hard work, that album, yeah, that album was really the, the, uh, the key for me. Mm -hmm. Um, to pick up the saxophone, but it, what, that's not the tune I heard. The, the tune I heard was Love for Brother Jack. I played it, yeah. yeah. It's, it's an amazing tune, and I heard that, and that was it. I was like, wow, that sounds so amazing, you know. But, yeah, so that that was like the, the link to me, be, be, you know, 
picking up the saxophone so, and hearing and hearing that uh, John Handy. But at the time, I didn't know who he was. No, no, no. Know? So am I thinking that basically you kind of heard a sax player and then you thought, I'm going to go and pick up a sax? Well, that- you know what? It, 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 it's The story goes much, much deeper than that. You know, I don't know how much time we, we got, have. We've got the time. Go on. Be fascinated well, I mean, you know, I... Well, when I finished school, I became an apprentice carpenter, mm-hmm. and um, and you know, I, I was working on a building site, um, and yeah, I was enjoying it. I I wasn't even doing music then, you know, uh, but then one thing happened after another. I was up uh, on a roof, uh, three stories, and I fell. Oof. You know, I fell from a great height, and. Um, Woke up in hospital a few days later. Wow. And, um, you know, I was told I was lucky to be alive. And, you know, um, and then I got thinking, you know, during my time, I I spent at least four weeks in hospital. And during that time, you know, I had a lot of thinking to do. Mm -hmm. You know, I had a lot of time on my hands. And it kind of went back to the time when, I wanted to play an instrument when I got to, when I first started um, my year seven in school and, um, you know, I was 11 years old and I really wanted to um, play music and they wouldn't let me. So I just thought to myself, you know what, I I survived this, this great fall. And um, I think that I'm not going to go back to carpentry like, like, you know, I really loved and I thought to myself, you know what, I'm going to, I want to, when I leave here, I'm going to buy an instrument. But this, this was something I kept to myself. Mm-hmm. I said, you know, when I get out of here, I'm going to buy an instrument and I'm going to do something that I always wanted to do. So it's out know. of adversity, really? You... I think it was. I think it was. I think it was from knowing that uh, I didn't die from this fall because, I mean, I should have died. You know, gosh, I mean, you fall three stories. Yeah, you, you, yeah. you know, you, you're going to be pretty messed up. You know, mm. but I was, I, I was pretty young, very fit. Well, we all bounce better when we're young, I know. But, but <laughs> yes, from, three, I know. Fl- from three floors up, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, well, we... so, so, so basically, you know, when I finally left hospital, uh, I was given a, a little bit of compensation money. Not not very much, you know, but enough, enough to, to, um, to buy, buy a, a horn. Phone. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah. And what, self-taught? Self-taught, completely. That amazes me. That because I, I couldn't, uh, because, you know, I wasn't working and my parents couldn't um, afford me to have music lessons. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, they, they both worked and there was, you know, they had, you know, seven boys. How can you send one for music lessons and, and, and then leave the, and leave the others out? So, so yeah. So um, I decided that I was going to teach myself. Uh, my mum always gave me money for reeds saxophone reeds yeah you know give me five five pounds a week for reeds that was it i could tell that's go back a few years in <laughs> five pounds <laughs> for reeds doesn't get you much now does it <laughs> no no well i mean luckily for me now you know i'm, I'm i mean i'm endorsed yes yeah, a sponsored man yeah but uh, yeah. so were you reading music before that point when you picked up the horn no no i wasn't reading i wasn't reading at all you know i mean so literally I, you taught yourself everything read so and I play. Taught my, yeah i mean I, I, the reading part came much later, you know, uh, but uh, I was all ears. I was learning everything by ear. And I used to go to the library and, and um, try and 
do a lot of uh, research on, you know, embouchure, uh, fingering, um, you know, uh, notes on the saxophone and and how it works as as, as a you know, as an instrument. So, yeah, I did a lot of research on it. It's funny, uh, talking of the embouchure, when I'm sitting sort of front, close to the stage, watching you guys, the amount that mm. your mouth is doing, I don't think people realise quite how much the embouchure makes a difference to you. It's it a makes huge a amount. huge difference. The amount that's going on with your lips, your tongue, your teeth, yes, it's, it's, yes. that's kind Everything. of the action end, isn't it? And and the breathing as well, you know. Yeah. You know, so, so I, did, I did all that in the library and then I'd go, I'd go home and practice and... It was it was tough because you know having you know all those brothers and and making squeaks. I mean, you know, for years I sounded terrible, <laughs> absolutely terrible. Have your neighbours forgiven you <laughs> yet? Oh, well, neighbours another story. You know, they 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 threatened to you know with police and saying you know we have to leave and we can't stand this noise but you know it's got to be my, right up my, there with violin hasn't it learning to play yes, the sax yes it's a pretty course. unforgiving yes, instrument but of course as, as, especially if you know someone's not teaching you yeah you know, yeah you know, so, so you're learning by mistake yeah. yes and of course you're being very modest but you did end up over in boston didn't you at berkeley i did yes now, how did that um, come about because how, how how that came about is look um i I've been playing saxophone for, I think, five years, teaching myself for about five years. And then I got to, you know, a pretty good standard. And, and someone said, you know, you should, you should really um, study the theory, you know, because I didn't know any theory. And um, basically, I tried to get into some of the, um, the, the colleges in, in the UK. But uh, as luck should have it, um, they didn't take me because <laughs> because I didn't have any grades. You know, you know yeah, the, the, yeah. the the UK system. They they are so so stiff upper lip. You know, you have to have grades. You have got to be about grade three or grade five. Then we'll take you, and then we can you know take you further. And I was like, you know, and they says, "How have you got to this level?" You know, I says by myself. They were impressed by that, but they they didn't accept me because I didn't know any theory. So. At the time, I was buying um, the Downbeat magazines, mm -hmm. and uh, on the on the left side, it said something like Berkeley College of Music, you know, and it, it's just a, a lovely thin advert, you know, that takes students from abroad and all over, and um, you know, and he says, "Apply." So, you know, I sent cool thing a, letter, to do. A, a letter to them, and um, I told them about myself, and then they sent me a letter back, you know, in those days. It was letters, was letters. Like yeah. coming from the States. <laughs> not not emails, yeah, not yeah, emails. Yeah. So, so, you know, and, and they sent me a letter back saying, you know, if you want to audition, then uh, first of all, we need to hear hear you. So, you know. Again, record... the days before Skype, isn't it? It's, it's, yes, yeah. yes. So, so they, they asked me to record three styles of music, you mm -hmm. know, um, a swing tune, a ballad, and a blues. And um, I got my friends to help me to record that. And, um, you know, long story short, I sent it over to them. They got back to me and they said, would you like to come for an audition? They they paid for the, my flight over there, which is so scary, you know. And uh, when I got there, you know, I, I did the audition. Uh, so was out in the States by yourself, weren't you? A completely new city, new oh. town. I'm telling you, I'd never even left Nottingham. This next one uh, belongs to Cannonball Adley. This one's entitled 
Sack of woe. Yeah. You know what that means? Blues.
Fascinating, fascinating interview it is to find out uh, how a man can turn an adverse situation right around into something so, so positive and turn his whole life around indeed. So that was the first part of the interview. We'll be hearing from Tony and the second part of the interview before 11.30. The track we just heard then was the first track from his album, Another Kind of Soul, the cannibal track, Sakawo. During the uh, course of that interview, of course, he uh, mentioned that one of the early inspirations to him was the John Handy track from the album Hard Work and the Love for Brother Jack.
Candy and Love for Brother Jack. And if you want to get an advanced copy, I'll get your name on the list for an advanced copy of the brand new album from Tony Kofi, head on over to his website, tonykofimusic.com. And uh, not only that album, some of the previous albums are there too, so you can buy them direct from Tony. And as you know, that means all the proceeds go to him because uh, putting these albums together is not a cheap process. So tonight really is about some of the great sax men. So in the show next, we've got some Ben Webster and Jive at Six.
with Ray Brown on bass, Harry Edison on the piano and Alvin Stoller drums. That was Webster from his King of Tenors album and Jive at Six. So next week's interview is going to be with this artist, a regular down at the club and someone I'm very much looking forward to interviewing and it's Purdy. The morning is the morning, reality dawning I'm down on the floor and I can't remember falling It's all coming back on the track As the train whizzes me back Was it all just a dream? It's like I stepped out the world Just for the weekend And sing kaleidoscope of faces And places with no name Bodies dancing in slow motion We are one and the same There's a man in a casino He is tall and he's tan And I cannot help but notice He has beautiful hands Just a diva got me dancing As she winks at the band Then I'm back on the track again Back on the track again It's like I stepped out the world Just for the weekend And I don't know our guest on next week's show purdy with flashbacks so to start off the second hour we're going to go back to the year 1961 a little bit more cannibal cannibal adley and it's going to be from his album called plus we're going to be listening to arriving soon listen online on dab and on smart speakers straight ahead with london's leading music venue the 606 club Thank you. 
with that trademark big robust sound that uh, Tony was talking about Cannibal Adley there from 61 and arriving soon it featured Victor Feldman on the piano and also it featured uh, Julian Cannibal Adley's younger brother Nat there on the cornet before the end of the show we're going to be having our first listen to the brand new single for my host on last week's show Joe Harrop and Jamie McCready they've got a brand new single out from their album we'll be playing that just before the end of the show we've also got something rather beautiful from the Louis Belson big band to come as well but next it's back to the interview with Tony Kofi yours is really a story of a boy made good isn't it I mean from the (laughs) the falling down three flights that should have killed you so that being the defining moment you turn bad into good by finding Mm -hmm. the sacks and then from that we've suddenly you know being good enough to get to Berkeley and let's face it Berkeley kind of speaks for itself it's oh gosh yeah yeah I mean I I learned so much there you know the theory side uh I didn't I didn't have any um formal lessons on the saxophone there either you know I, I need to learn the theory and that's what I did and how long were you out there for I was out there a good couple of years. And did you yeah, start gigging I mean, out there as well? I, you know what, I did. I did, I did some functions to, you know, to keep the money coming in. You know, I love the way you musicians always say functions and it kind of spits out of your mouth. Well, well you know, I had to. I had to. And, and, you, you know, do, I, I know. And I, I went to a lot of jam sessions. And at the time uh, that I was there, you know, people like Roy Hargrove, Antonio Hart, Julian Joseph, that's where... That's where I met Julian Joseph, actually, in Berkeley. So, um, so yeah, uh, it was fantastic. But, you know, initially going there to do the audition was mm. quite frightening because there were a panel of three and they asked me a few questions and I answered them. And then they wrote a few equations, musical equations on the board. And it says, do you know what that is? And I says, yes, it's a B flat minus seven flat five. And they said, could you play it? I says, Yes, I played it. And then they put on a, a tape that I've never, you know, recording that I've never heard before, you know. And they said, could you improvise over that? And I said, I'll try it. And I did. And it went really, really well. And I think that goes back to my my practice at home, mm. you know. So, uh, and then they put some music in front of me. And that's where I thought, oh, no. So, so sight reading. Yeah. And I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. But I tried. Yeah. You know, I tried, but I couldn't do it. So they said, thank you, Mr. Kofi. We will be in touch with you <laughs> in due time. And I was like, oh. I said, I've choked. That's it. I'm going to be going back to my hometown, Nottingham and playing wine bars. And that's it for the rest of my life. But, but hey, that's it. look you know, what happened. Because, you know, but they, they got back in touch and it took them about, a month to get back in touch. I'm guessing that you was know, the longest month of your life. Oh, excruciating, painful. So they got back in touch and said, "Dear Mr. Kofi, congratulations! You know, we we uh, we will offer you a scholarship." You know, and I was like, "Oh, wow, that's it! Yeah. Life life was never the same." No, and I say it really is a story no. of turning adversity into something good. Mm. And not that I'm going to get too political, but it's interesting what you said about the English, you know, particularly conservatoires. They have got a very particular way of conducting themselves over here, haven't they? And Well, you know what? It's changed now. I think it's much, much, much better, 10 times better now. I mean, you know, because I, 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 work, I work in the education. You know, I, I work in two academies, Julian Joseph Jazz Academy, World Heartbeat Academy, and I, you know, I do, I, you know, I give you know, one-to-one tuition as well. It's all changed because the system that I grew up in, you know, they wanted grades. I mean, mm. come on, really, really? I mean, for the longest you know, time, there was only one jazz course here, wasn't it? Was it Lee's, I think, was for the longest yeah, time. That was the only jazz yeah. course around, wasn't it? Yeah, you know, so, so you know, the, 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 the era that 
I came up in wasn't wasn't great, you know. Thankfully, as you say, it has changed. So if we yes, look definitely. at this uh, new album now, how long has yeah. that uh, been on your mind? Another kind of soul. When did it begin to resonate oh, with you? You know what? About two years ago. So yeah, the, the, the feeling uh, of cannibal was in you, and you wanted to express it. And well, I mean, you know, the the thing about cannibal has always been with me from you know from way way back as a teenager, and um, you know and. Myself and Alex, how we met, he, he came to see me at a gig uh, one time and, you know, and, and he said to me, um, you know, we should we should do something to, I mean, it, it was amazing because what he, he said is how I was thinking. He said, we should do something to honor uh, Cannibal Adley. And he's, he's the one musician that, you know, if you go back in all the, uh, programs and documentaries that they've made about musicians like Miles, Charlie Parker, uh, you know, uh, Duke Ellington, Thelonious Monk. He's a he's a one musician that they've never touched. Mm. You know, and why? I don't know why. Because very very important musician. So um, me and Alex decided that we were going to start a, a a band. You know, honouring this great man who, you know, who broke down so many barriers, musical barriers, and, you know, part of the Miles Davis sectet, and and then he, he uh, in a quintet with his brother. So, yeah, so, and Alex kind of commented on how I sounded. He said, you sound a lot like him. You know, you have a, you have a certain way of playing that, that is very, very like him, mm. you know. And, and, and not that I've always kind of like tried to copy Cannonball, but I've always admired how he, so that's sounded. Then something that's and, bound to come off, isn't it? It's bound to pay off. Yeah, and I, I think to myself, you know, if you're going to play something like, you know, an alto, uh, and I think it has to have that that big, robust voice, you know, and 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 because when I first started playing saxophone, I always wanted to play the tenor. Right. Funny enough, I always wanted the tenor, but at the time I couldn't afford to buy a tenor. <laughs> so, so it's fight, fight so, again. So, so I bought an alto and always tried to sound Make like the sound. tenor players. You know, so, yeah. so I guess that's where I got that kind of big sound from. So I you guess know, you got always, just talking sort of setup. I'm guessing then even now to this day, your setup on the alto is quite a, a big, robust setup. Is it the mouthpiece? It's, and a, it's a big set. Yeah. I'm, well, no, no, no. I mean, my. My uh, my my setup on the alto is, is quite is quite the opposite. It's a sm it's a very small setup. Oh really? It's For the sound that you make. Setup. I would have thought. Mm -mm. No no no. I'm using I'm using like a, a number two reed, which a lot of beginners use. Mm, I was going to say okay. yeah yeah. And, and 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 the tip opening is like a number five. Wow. You know? yeah. So it's 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 a very small uh, a setup, but the way I play is the old school way of playing where. You have a very relaxed front frontal lip. You know, you, you're you're not tightening. You know, like mm -hmm. a lot of the mod modern guys played with a tight, tight lip yep. embouchure, but I play with a very loose uh, tip uh, at the front and tight at the sides. And that's where the sound's coming from. And that's where the sound's coming from because because of the vibration is coming actually from the front. You know, so 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 you don't hold any kind of like you know, grip at the front. Mm. It's all very, very loose. And as to the track selection for the album, how, I mean, that must have been tough, I take. I know there's a couple of originals on there as well, isn't there? Mm, yes. I mean, uh, the selection, because, I mean, we've had to hold at least seven or eight tracks back. 
because we couldn't put put it all on a vinyl. So obviously next year we're gonna release it as a double CD because um, we've got lots more music that we recorded. I was gonna say it's already recorded, is it? It's it's already done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's already in the can. But what what it was is that we had to kind of like choose specific songs, you know, some famous, some not so famous, and then added a couple of originals. So of course, well. it's a live album as well, isn't it? Which come, always it's adds to it. It's completely live. It's completely live. No second takes. You know, it's yeah. like that was that was pretty uh, unusual to do, but it felt really, really good actually because you know it's almost like play. Well, it is. It is playing a gig. You mm. know, even even though you know we were uh, all aware that some guy was in the back. He's he set up all the microphones, uh, recording engineer, Paul Riley. He set it all up, and uh, we had one microphone each, and that's it. Once the red light's on, once 8 o'clock hits, boom. It works. Up. It adds so much to it. I know a lot of you guys at the moment are releasing live, like Nigel did last year and Brandon did. Mm-hmm. It, the, mm-hmm. But that live essence just captures, particularly with jazz, it just makes the album yeah. come to life. It's just it's just amazing. A lot it's of the, uh, and, and, and this is what a lot of... Um, Albums that Cannonball did, he he recorded, uh, but the Lighthouse live was, albums. I mean, that was one of his famous ones, wasn't it? At the Lighthouse, oh, yes. yeah, yeah, yes. That's a fantastic album, isn't it? Yeah, very inspirational album. I've had a listen through the album. Of course, we're going to be playing tracks through the course of the show Mm -hmm. and over the next few weeks. But I think two of my favourites, probably Sack of Woe, but my absolute favourite on the album is Stars Fell on Alabama. I love a ballad. Oh, and it's you know, you know what that that composition, that tune was not meant to be on the album. Well, I'm glad it made the cut. What it was, what it was, is that. we were playing all these tunes and then it was completely completely you know spontaneous i i i said to um, alex you know uh, layout and um i'm going to do uh this composition with the bass and the drums because you know it was quite high energy and i i felt that we needed to just like bring it down a little mm-hmm. and and i said if it makes it it does if it doesn't but I played it, Gorgeous. and that was the only one. I was the only time I played it, and um, and uh, my record boss, he says, "You know what?" When I heard you play that, I thought I was blown away, mind blown, because you did this big cadenza at the beginning, and you played it right through, and then you did a solo, and then you played it uh, a, a cadenza to end. He says that's definitely going on the album. I said, "Oh, wait, hold on, that, that's not meant. To, that, that's not meant to be on the album, you know." But hey, um, you know, it's beautiful, beautiful. Oh, thank you. Thank really you. love it. I really love it. And it, it's, thank you. I, I, you know, and, and and that's where, and that's you know, for me, it was all about you know, the soul, the passion, you know. So so I, I played it with so much heart. But that's you know, I, I I had to, you know. There's there's no other way to play, you know, other than with heart and passion. But that is your style of playing anyway. And I think that song, yes. it's so beautiful that I, I think you um, you can't just get immersed in it. I'm guessing as you play it, you can feel the soul that's in that number and yeah. it just comes through as well. So, yeah. Um, yeah. and I know you said that it's on vinyl and we should just mention that I was uh, presumably they pop over to your website, which is tonycofimusic.com. That's get all the details it, yeah. there, grab it there. It's going to be available yes. on all the normal platforms, yes. isn't it? You can pre-order it on Spotify uh-huh. and yes. April yes. the 24th, did you say? April the 24th. Going April ahead as planned. And presumably when the gigs do come back to life, which oh, they will, please, please no I know, <laughs> you'll be taking the vinyl with you there as well so people can come to your gigs. 
Of course, definitely, yes. Good stuff, yeah. And we know that there's round two coming next year as well because you've got plenty more recorded in the can, good to go. <laughs> yes, so, yes, we have some, some really good ones. And uh, during this enforced layoff, what, what's keeping Mr Kofi busy? How are you keeping your sanity of any sorts, way, shape you know or form? What? You know what? I, um, I've been doing some running. <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah. we're going to be fitter at the end of this. Yeah. I've been out walking about three yeah. hours today. Hence, hence, hence getting up in the morning to run, and I should have put a hat on because it was quite cold and yep. I didn't put a hat on, and I got... I got the ear infection, so uh, I'm going to learn from that. Well, I'm guessing you you're know. not normally up at that time of the day. Well, well, you know what? I, I, you know, I'm, I'm always up early. Are you? I'm Even up, with I, the late night gigs? Yes, yes, yes. I, I don't sleep very many hours. I sleep maximum four to five hours a that's day. The creative, you know? That's the creative soul in you, that is. But otherwise, yes, I'm, I'm practicing. I'm, I was going to say, presumably I'm you have a, to. I'm doing a lot of practice. Uh, on you know on the various instruments and uh, and yeah and um, going to finish off some some original compositions as well. And we haven't mentioned the other members of the band on the album, have we? Oh no! So oh, I just wow. mentioned who's so, on the album with you. So uh, my partner in crime on the album is uh, Alex Webb, who is also MD as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's on piano, uh, on drums Alfonso Vitali, um, on bass. Andrew Kleindert, and on trumpet, Mr. Andy Davis. Andy, I've seen, well, I've seen most of that band play, actually. So, yeah, yeah it's a fine lineup yeah. you've got behind you. Of course, yeah. But, uh, well, Tony, I can't say thank you enough for being on the show. I, it's just, you know, you guys at the moment, I know your livelihood's been ripped away from you. Oh, and, yeah, you can say that again. And we're yeah. missing you, trust me. We want live music, yeah. we want the gigs back. So it will come back. And I know you'll be back at the six soon enough. And, you know, perhaps yes. we'll be back at the club, we'll get you on yes. again talking about that gig and remind people they can buy the album there. But don't forget, if you pop over to Tony Kofi Music, and that's K O F I, Tony Kofi Music.com, there's some interesting reads there. All the rest of your albums are there as well. Yes. And always try to buy it from the artist's uh, website because they get the money. We get them and these albums aren't cheap. <laughs> these albums are not cheap to make. So, Tony, thank you so much for your time. And I hope things get back to normal oh, for us all, but particularly for you, really quickly. Thank you so much. Thanks for your time. Tony Kofi. All right. Take care. Bye bye. <laughs> Thank mm-hmm. you.
quite possibly my favourite track on the album Another Kind of Soul from Tony Kofi his stars fell on Alabama of which we spoke about during the interview many thanks indeed to Tony it was lovely to sit down with him and I think we carried on talking about reads and setups and openings and all that kind of stuff about another 20 minutes after the interview finished recording and uh, I didn't really think it was worth putting in the interview but I loved it I had an absolutely fascinating time with Tony so don't forget pop over to his website tonykofimusic.com and you can get yourself a pre-ordered copy of that brand new album there we've got some lovely music to see out the show this, uh, this evening we're going to be listening don't forget to Joe Harrop and Jamie McCready's brand new single their forthcoming album Weathering the Storm that uh, comes up just before the end of the show and I don't know if you've managed to catch the Miles Davis documentary that's doing arounds at the moment uh, there's a couple of lovely numbers that they play during the course of that show so we've got something beautiful for Miles that we're going to finish the show with but next I mentioned that we had some Louis Belson on the show I don't often get to play a big band this late into the show but it's a beautiful beautiful uh, number from the Louis Belson big band called Samantha and that's next here on Straight Ahead have a special birthday coming up or looking for a funky venue for your wedding reception? The 606 Club is the ideal alternative setting for any occasion.
Another live recording on the show this week, Louis Belson along with his big band and a great version of Samantha. Obviously here at The Six, along with all the other leading uh, music venues around London, we have been forced to close for the time being, but that was the inspiration behind the series of interviews that we're keeping uh, called Keeping Musicians Live. The idea is that I'm going to get in touch with some of the guys that have got a little bit too much time on their hands, unfortunately, through no fault of their own right now, and just to keep their profile up and to make sure you know what projects they've got coming up and uh, where you can buy their albums so that when things get back to normal, we can enjoy live music once again and also just try and hold on to these guys' careers because literally it just got switched off for them. No live performances at all. So we are going to be trying each week to bring you another artist on the show. And next week, as I mentioned, it was Purdy that we heard just a little bit earlier on. So got all sorts of goodies lined up for you. So from now on, for the time being at least, we're going to have weekly interviews. Now, this is an album that was sent through to me a few weeks ago and I've uh, been remiss not getting around to playing anything from him. Wendy Kirkland very kindly got in touch with me and sent me through a lovely album called The Music's On Me and there's a great version on there of Haven't We Met. I've ordered some rain for tomorrow The sky will be sunny but wet And out of nowhere you're suddenly there I'll say, pardon me, haven't we But my scenery set Right there with the sun Our umbrellas will bump I'll say Pardon me Haven't we met Accidents Will happen Into one I'm gonna slide Cause there's a good chance In finding romance Oh, 
Wendy Kirkland. It's called The Music's On Me, a recent release, and you can find it on Facebook and over on Twitter as well. And although the club is closed at the moment, keep an eye on our social media, both on our website, on Twitter and on Facebook, and you'll find out uh, as soon as we are allowed to open and in what the future plans are. And there's going to be plenty of great live jazz back there soon enough, I promise you. Just going back to that interview for a moment and uh, reflecting on Tony saying it yourself too, I can't explain to you how in awe I am of somebody that can teach themselves the sax. It is such a complicated instrument. It invents everywhere. And uh, to be able to learn and teach yourself and teach yourself to read fascinating it's almost a throwaway comment within the interview but honestly if you knew what went into learning the sax in particular i've got first-hand knowledge of it it's a it's a hell of an instrument to get your chops and your hands around so anyway that was tony and many thanks indeed don't forget to go to his website tonykofimusic.com and you can catch the new album and all his other albums there too and i think some videos and various bits you can look at the man and read about the man carrying on now with something from betty carter this was produced for her by the great quincy jones and it's moonlight in vermont Hypnotized by a lovely evening 
along with the Ray Bryant trio, produced by Quincy Jones and Moonlight in Vermont. Many thanks indeed to Tony for his time in that interview. And don't forget, pop over to his website, TonyKofiMusic.com, uh, and you can check him out there. And next week in our series of interviews, Keeping Musicians Live, it's going to be uh, Purdy with me, and plenty more interviews lined up for you over the next coming weeks. Many thanks indeed for your company over the last couple of hours. I'm going to begin to wrap things up here now because I'm going to play the next two tracks back to back. So the next track I'm playing is uh, the, the brand new lead single from Joe Harrop, who is obviously co-hosting me this time last week, and Jamie McCready, a wonderful, wonderful guitarist. I've had the pleasure of seeing and meeting a couple of times. They've got an album coming out in May called Weathering the Storm, and uh, they've got a lead single from that called I Fall in Love Too Easily. And just after that, we're going to go straight into a track from Miles Davis. Now, I mentioned about this wonderful documentary. If you've got uh, access to BBC's catch-up service, you'll find it on there. It's called Birth of the Call. I've watched it a couple of times so far. I may well go and watch it again tonight when the show finishes. It's a wonderful, wonderful documentary and an insight into the man. And in that particular documentary, they finish with a track of Miles called Flamenco Sketches. So we're going to listen to Joe Harrop and Jamie McCready next with I Fall In Love Too Easily and finish with Flamenco Sketches from Miles. Many thanks indeed for your company. I'll be back for more jazz at the same time, 10 o'clock next Wednesday evening with the 606 Club for uh, two hours of Straight Ahead.
terribly high for love to everlast. My heart should be well schooled for I've been fooled in the past, and still I fall. Too easy.